There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is Hour 3 of the Lori and Julia Show right here on My Talk 107.1. I'm Sani in for Donnie. I know that's kind of confusing, but I'll be here all week. You'll get used to it. Uh, I wanted to remind you that TLC will be headlining the Twin Cities Pride concert. Um, this year's Twin Cities Pride Festival. CTLC presented by My Talk 107.1 on Saturday, June 22nd in Loring Park. Tickets on sale now at tcpride.org. Lori and Julia, take it away. Thank oh you my so gosh, much. Johnny. We're still recovering from everything we were chatting about with Christian. <laughs> he, he knows so many people. He's delightful. Yeah, he is a delightful man. He really is. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Jeff. Speaking of delightful, someone was giving us delightful, and we have an affinity for Christina Applegate. <laughs> we really do. Because We've of known my... her since married with children. First mm-hmm. of all, she's been around in the public eye, you know, for and a long really time. She really don't look like she's aged that much. Yeah, since she's then. forty-seven. She's got a hit show on Dead to Me with Linda Cardellini on Netflix, yep. which I'm like halfway through, really liking it. I think you liked it. I loved, loved it. it. I've already yeah. watched it all. And also, we have an affinity to her because she. Well, I had the awkward moment, yeah. like our first one. Yeah, one of our first ones. My cousin Michael, our cousin Michael, lived in, in your her, old house on, Mor- on, on in, in Laurel, Laurel Canyon. Canyon. Lived in her old house in Laurel Canyon, and she's like, "No, she came right over, I and know. her publicist was trying to drag her away." And do you want to know something? She, Christine Applegate, lived there when she. For 13 years with her single mom mm-hmm. and Michael, cousin Michael, lived there for 13 years as a single dad. And Christina Applegate came to his house to say goodbye Last because year. no, when he moved out because he rented this house. It's been a rental. Some lady who's, you know, quite a bit older has owned this house and would never sell it to Christina's mom right in Laurel Canyon on morning uh, Lookout Mountain Road, which, you know, Joni Mitchell, all these people, the, that mm-hmm. whole road in the 60s, and um, it was going to be torn down. And it kind of did look like a cabin. Yeah, it did. And it was on a lot and a half. And so Christina came over to get a picture with her mom of the pencil mark that was still on the door, along with, you know, Michael and Ruby's pencil marks with yeah, her. Yeah, about, you know, you grew this much, this Isn't much. Isn't that cute? It's very cute. And I mean, she came by, so she came over and talked to us, and then we were like, my cousin lives in, in your house. house. We didn't have anything in. else to say. We no, didn't we know didn't. what she was there for. I, I think she it. was a presenter. We were just, and she just goes, oh, oh, okay. No, she remembered. She was like kind of nice about it, wasn't she, Julia? I think it was, I just we remember, didn't know what she was there for. Or, like many people. Well, 
But she was last night. She was on Jimmy Kimmel. She was on Jimmy Kimmel, and she was really they. She was really giving us good couch. You know, she has been. He reminded us in that interview that like she's been uh, acting since um, the age of seven. Yeah, Jaws of Satan or King Cobra, depending on what you count as first at the age of seven, followed by Beatlemania. She was the young Grace Kelly in a biopic of Grace Kelly on TV. Her big thing was Married with Children was mm-hmm. the big casting, but then Anchorman. I liked her in that that show with um, Samantha Who. Remember that? Oh, yeah. I loved That it. was such a great yes, show. Yes, with I Jennifer can't... Esposito. I loved that show. I thought it was very, very funny. Uh, so she's she's great. Yeah, we've just, we've, like, she's been around for a long yeah. time. I mean, you know, the whole Bad Moms thing, and she was, uh, uh, she also has done stage things, which I kind of forgot about. Um, um, charity, sweet charity. Sweet charity, yeah. But she's, she's just kind of fun. And she was married to Jonathan Sheck, who is the handsome, handsome actor who played the lead in the Tom Hanks movie, That Thing You Do. He was the lead singer. Remember, they got married. And then they were just married for four years. And they broke up, and then um, she's been married to her second husband, and they have a daughter. Yes. And then she had the breast cancer, and she was, like, really out loud about that. And anyway, she's a cool chick, I think. But I I, think you're right. I had totally forgotten about it. Jimmy Kimmel uh, reminds us that Christina Applegate in 1991 was in this song. told me about it, and then I heard it, and I was like, oh, well, this is a, well, at least it's a good song. Yeah, you know it was I mean? a good song. It could song. be like, yeah. burp, burp, Christina, burp, great. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just could be terrible. But yeah, it was It was a, such a nice, I don't understand. Uh, what it means? What it means? That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, I don't understand like, what it means Christina either. Applegate, you got to put me on yeah. something or other. And then he talks about, I don't know. Which side of the cake? Uh, is Jack on? From? Yeah, something know. like that about a cake. I don't yeah. know what that means. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> At that time when that was happening, was were you deluged by people asking you about that? I don't remember because I don't remember the 90s. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has their own decade. They That's right. <laughs> and the song is PM uh, Don Song, Set Adrift on Memory Bliss. And she's in the... Second no one verse. knows what that is. No, nobody knows, but let's just revisit this song. Okay. Can we, can we revisit that song if that doesn't uh, throw you off too much? Reality used to be a friend of mine. Cause complete control, I don't take too kind. Christine Applegate, you gotta put me on. Guess who's pissing the cake with Jack Bond? She broke a wishbone and wished for a sign. I told the wish. I mean, who the heck knows what it means, but that was just a good jam. I remember when that song came out, and I remember thinking, I wonder why he's talking about Christina. Applegate, you know? (laughs) She was everything. Married with children. She was every man lusted for her. My favorite, 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 I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. My favorite movie she was in is Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Day. Yes, (laughs) yes. My favorite, favorite movie were. (laughs) I know, and you know, that Married with Children was on from 87 to 2001, so she kind of grew up with her. The Bundys. The Bundys, and you know, she's a rare child actor. That's mm-hmm. been successful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, and part of that too is she's producing. And so she was just kind of fun. So here she is talking to Jimmy Kim about learning when married with children was canceled. I actually learned that we were canceled from the radio, but not like firsthand. Someone had was listening to Kevin and Bean. Oh, I was on that and show. Kevin, I heard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kevin and Bean knew before me 
They know everything. And they said something, and then someone I knew had heard it on Kevin and Bean and then called me to tell me that the show was canceled. So wow. that's how they operate. You get the bad news from Kevin and Bean? From Kevin and Bean. <laughs> is it too um, late to put a finale together? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of weird because so many people They might have gotten a trade a magazine or something because that went off the air in 2001, so that's before, you know, internet. But, but you know how that happened with um, the gal the other day that she didn't find... She didn't, oh, Bella Thorne yeah. and Famous. It must be something that they just don't tell people when they're done. Or it's just so hard to keep that kind of a secret about some bad news like that. Before you, you can reach every single person yeah, or something. I don't know. That I seems guess. odd to me. You know, and her dad was a record producer and a, and a record company executive, and her mom was a singer and an actress. Wow. But her parents split up right after she was born, so she was she and her mom lived in that house on Laurel Canyon. Yeah. Oh, you guys, and it was just oh yeah. And her mother had a relationship with musician Stephen Sills, who you know she met in Laurel Canyon. He probably still had a house Crosby, right Sills, up the Nash street. And Young, yeah, don't you think? Oh yeah. I know. All right, let's play the next one. What are we going to hear about? <laughs> uh, Dead to me. She's Christina Applegate talking about her Netflix show, Dead to Me. Do you look at the, letting, at the reviews, which have been universally positive? I normally don't do that because it can really mess with the old... Yeah. Uh, make you claustrophobic, they can say. Make it, well, yeah. <laughs> I read a lot of reviews then. Uh, um, but something like popped up like randomly on my like Twitter thing. And I, it said something real nice. Like the headline was real, real nice. And I was like, oh, well, should I... Should I... I I'm clicking with the mouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I clicked it. <laughs> and then I read it, and then I went down a rabbit hole. And, and I was like, oh, but they were, they were all nice. And then there was one that was, like, a little nasty towards me, and I was like, yep, of course, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. I suck. Yeah. <laughs> that's you know, the one you agreed like, with? All these were, so beautiful and sweet and kind to the show and to Linda and myself, and then that's the one I held on to. Be- bathroom, and I was like, I am, I'm not worthy. Uh- isn't that the truth, though, it is about true. reading anything about yourself? It's like you can have 99 positive reviews and you and just that have one that person. one person in the room. Madonna, Madonna said it before Gaga Lady Gaga. Gaga. Yeah, no, I know, but it, it, is, it is true. And I think that the thing that she's probably referring to is if you've watched Ed to be on Netflix, which... Her, the Christine Applegate, her husband dies in a hit and run here, you know, you know, right away. And she meets Judy, played by Linda Cardellini at a grief group, and they become unlikely friends, but they bond over not sleeping, bottle of wine, and facts of life. You know, that they love that show anytime they're watching. So let's just play this real quick. When you said you thought of yourself, you think of yourself as, I think, as most substantial women do. A Joe. A Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yep. I mean, me as Christina always related to Joe, and but I wanted yeah. to be a Blair. You I wanted, wanted to be, to be Blair. the pretty blonde. Same. But I knew in my heart I was a Joe. And then I get the show, and the character is like pissed off that, that she's... Judy's like, I thought you were a Blair. And she's like, No, I'm a Joe. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Joe. Yeah. I wonder how many people <laughs> even have an answer. And, I used to, and then I would, say, I would say to Linda, I said, You're a Mrs. Garrett. <laughs> oh, funny. I think of myself as a tootie. But, You're a tootie? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I love. Linda says, she goes, I'm a tootie. It's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Who did someone call me? Natalie. Natalie. Yeah. That's Natalie. not a good one. Yeah.
That was a hard one to get over, Sonny, which rhymes with Donnie. Yeah. Okay. Be called, do you, I mean, facts Someone said, oh, you look exactly like Natalie. Yeah, I never played that game. I'm too old for that game, I guess. You know, the facts of life. Are you a 2D no, or whatever? No, we did the Sex in the City. Yeah. You and I, that was ours. Yeah. Who are you? Sonny, what was your, like, girlfriend game? Like, who? Are, what was the show, show that you guys were all like, well, I'm a this, I'm a that. I don't know. We were... I'm scared to say this. Go ahead. We were into being the Jacksons, man. Oh, I, oh, I love it. Who were you? Who were you? Uh, my sister was Maddie Jackson, <laughs> and that was probably Janet Jackson. Oh, <laughs> she changed I love her name. That. She was Maddie, and we did. I'm telling you, the whole presentation I yeah. do for you guys, we used to do that presenting Dang. the one, oh, I love the it. only Maddie Jackson. See how all that acting when you're a kid and performing impromptu shows yeah. and stuff kind of can, can come back and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, there it is again. Mm-hmm. Oh, Julia has really refined her Ramona <laughs> eyeglasses. This is the a, second pair. Uh, really? Do they have lashes? Um, they can. They, well, they already do. Ramona has... I feel like these are going to be decked out by the time I'm done with them by should, Sunday. Man. Have fun with them. If oh, they're yeah. going to distract you, make it worth Make it worth it. They don't I'm worried you're going to dance and fall off the pontoon because you can't see. I'm going to wear a safety belt. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to hook I'm into a, the I'm pontoon I'm going to bring somewhere. my own safety belt. All right. All right. <laughs> listen, Christina, we love you. I got to finish watching. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, everybody. We are delighted to have Miss Holly Roberts here with the dirt. I Hello. Like we've, been, we've been dirty funny all day. Well, we're just going to get dirty, dirty with this story this right. afternoon. This is making a lot of headlines today in the world of Hollywood and beyond. And this is concerning screenwriter Max Landis. He's facing allegations of sexual abuse and psychological manipulation from eight different women who told their stories to the Daily Beast. Now, you might not know who Max Landis is right off the top of your head, but he is the son of director John Landis. John Landis, he directed the Thriller music video, he did American Werewolf in London, and he also got into a lot of trouble because of the onset accident on the Twilight Zone movie in the early 80s, which resulted in the death of multiple people, including actor Vic Morrow and several child actors. The helicopter fell on them, and it was really grisly. A lot of laws changed as a result of that accident. So putting him into context yeah. here. Is he a director now? Has he's he a sc- in a position of power? He's a and actually, Lori, he has written screenplays for several major movies uh, that were released in earlier this decade. So two of the women were speaking on the record. Five were identified by pseudonyms and an eighth woman confirmed that she filed a police complaint against Landis all the way back in 2008. And this woman alleged that he had sexually assaulted her while she was drunk and incapacitated. The case was later dropped. Yes. And Three of the women alleged that Landis choked them. One woman alleged that Landis held her down and raped her and would deliberately humiliate her because he wanted to have sex with her while she was crying. Two more women described accounts of alleged sexual misconduct on movie sets. Now, Max Landis is not uh, commenting on this story right now. However, the director of one of the films which he wrote the screenplay for. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
Schaefer, said that he 100% believes every word of this article. This is director Josh Trank. He said on Twitter, he said, to read about the terror he's inflicted on so many women since then makes me sick to my stomach. And in fact, mm-hmm. he kicked Max Landis off of the set of that movie back in 2012. Because of how he behaved towards women. Yeah, yeah, because of how he behaved towards women. So this just was a big open secret. And now there was a woman on Twitter who spoke out about this. And then that led to other people coming forward with their story, too. Yeah. So that's why we're hearing about it today in this article published by The Daily Beast. So well, mm. he has nothing to say about this. This is I've been reading rumors about his him, behavior. Yeah. Uh, there was a Netflix- think about if there's eight, there's probably even more because he being in a position. I'm a screenwriter. Right. My dad's this director. Right. I've got connections. Yes. You can is- only imagine how much terror somebody like in that kind of position and in Hollywood and people. That's the name of the game. Connecting, connecting, connecting. Right, and the story in this Daily Beast article is that Max Landis would befriend very young people who would go out to Hollywood straight out of college. Yeah, They'd be looking for friend groups, and then they would become friends with Max Landis, mm-hmm. and he would throw down $50,000 on a party, no problem. And Come then, to Vegas or whatever. Yeah, oh. yes. Now, a production on a movie that Max Landis was attached to produce, Shadow in the Cloud, is starting. Chloe Grace Moretz is starting. In this and uh, page six reporting that hopefully the show is moving on. on. I, hopefully he's not on set. Oh my gosh, he absolutely is not on set. So this is just—it's a gross story making Hollywood headlines this afternoon. Yeah, you know I would love it just once if somebody would just say I I I, I did it. I can't or whatever. I guess you won't ever say I did it because of a criminal thing, but somehow that there would be an acknowledgement of something, and I'm going to get help. Right. But I guess I I, I don't know. That's probably terrible advice, I guess, but it would be nice to see somebody actually. Yeah. You know, own up to own up to it. Their behavior, well, based on it's really it's pretty graphic in this Daily Beast article, and just a that would be. I'm assuming very much a stretch for Max Landis to even acknowledge that. Maybe he'll enter rehab. Or yeah, something, something. You know? But nobody wants to work with him. He had a show on Netflix that was canceled. I think last year it never actually yes. made it onto the screen yeah. because some of these things were bubbling under the surface. Mm-hmm. People were talking about these accusations behind the scenes. So right. there you go. Let's move on to Adam Lambert. He wants to play Elvis Presley in Boz Lerman's oh, uh, upcoming biopic. Oh, on I didn't know Boz Lerman was doing a Either biopic did, on he's Elvis. Perfect. What? Yes. Well, apparently, Boz Lerman, the director of Moulin Rouge, huh. The Great and Gatsby, Australia. and oh, no, <laughs> Moulin no, Rouge, no, not no, Australia. No, no he directed I, Australia. Yes, I, I know, but we went to the grand opening. Tui, but that was that? a terrible movie, except for the shower scene that Hugh Jackman no, did around the we fire. Met I know. Keith Urban and Nicole Rick. I know, I know. Kidman. But, but, but Baz Luhrmann's best movie is Moulin Rouge. Well, of course it is. <laughs> so let's hope Elvis is along that vein. Well, now, so we don't have a lot of details about this project, but Baz Luhrmann has been attached to make an Elvis Presley biopic for quite some oh, time. Perfect. Now, remember, I remember this being announced because, if you recall, Tom Hanks was announced to play Turtle, Colonel Tom oh, that's Parker. Right. Okay. In this movie, we haven't really heard a lot about this and we don't have any more details, but Adam Lambert is sharing that he's excited by the idea of potentially playing Elvis. Now, I think this is something where you're putting it out in the universe, Adam 
Lambert. Oh, is that what he's doing? Yeah, you it want, happens. Yes. And so here's what Adam Lambert had to say. He was doing an interview in Australia. He said, I hear there's an Elvis movie in the works. I've been compared to him quite a bit. Yeah. Last yes. year, I got to do this tribute thing that has a recreation of his comeback special. So speaking of yes. the Blake Shelton yes. 68 comeback special so on NBC, he said, I got the lip. The lip goes up. He said, audition me. Come on. Yeah, come on. That is an excellent idea. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we shall see by putting that out in the universe whether Adam Lambert will get to play Elvis. Uh, James Corden talking about maybe quitting the Late Late Show in 2020 when his contract comes to an end next year. Now, he's been doing the show since March of 2015. He's telling the Daily Mail that family commitments may force him to step down from his show. He said he wants to move back to London. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Because even last night on the show, you know what he said? My kids have an American accent and I... Uh. And he went like this to the desk. He goes, I can't stand that. No, and I also think he's so talented. And he, his parents. Yeah, his parents are living, there. Yeah. He's got the two, the young kids. I would want to move back home. To, that's far. Yeah. Yeah. You know? he, he said, I'm a long way from home. My wife and I and our children. There are people at home we miss deeply and we care about. They're getting older. And he said, then there's a the question. Where do we educate our children? And where is the best environment for them? So Laurie's speaking to the point where he was well, talking about I'm telling about you, the when accents. he went like this, yeah. he said, they have, my kids have American accents that would and bug I can't me. stand it. That would yeah. bug me too if I was British. Yeah. Well, and the nice thing is, is like, like you said, Julia, James Corden, incredibly talented. He can do so many other things. things yeah, and he's it, young to get in the I'm telling you, you know, he has to do all the extra production work because they do the carpool karaoke. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they yeah. do the the stoplight street he stuff. He could just do some specials for He CBS. totally could. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And he could guest host. Yeah. I yeah. totally see this happening for him. Right, and it is Tuesday. So you know what that means. Duh. Steady yeah. duh. Thank I'm, you. I'm like, it's, I know what that means. It means it's only four more days till the weekend. And no, Julia, that's only three more days. Three more days. Weekend. Come on, girl. It's okay. Only- this, to me, is the study of duh. But maybe you'll disagree. Okay. Americans are mired in boredom 131 days out of the year. Do you think feeling bored... Is a third of your year? No. No? That's a is lot a of third? time. No. no, not a third. Not, not a, third. a third. No way. Is 131 a third of 365? I'm just doing, you know, my girl math. Sure. Okay. It's close enough. A boring like day is one that involves simply no fun at all. Americans experience 131 boring days annually. Here's how they reach that number if you want to know. And what does boring define boring? Yeah. A day that is no fun at all. <laughs> I would say very many of my days since having the rotator cuff surgery have been no fun at all. I've had the longest stretch of no fun at all I, in, in my life. I got an issue with the word boring because sometimes myself, I struggle with I'm at peace, although I may think it's boring because nothing is exciting is happening. Right. <laughs> right but are you are you having fun while I'm not doing anything? Yeah. I mean, you think you are. Boring is a state of mind and it's blamed on the bored person. Well, here's where we're going with this. Full-time adulting responsibilities, Sonny, Mm -hmm. particularly work and parenting, are sucking the fun out of people's lives. (laughs) 60% of people think their life is too grown up. And 73% miss stuff from their childhood, like spending time with friends, Yeah, 50% having <laughs> fewer responsibilities, and going to birthday parties was I, the other one. Okay, I'm, that's so funny about going to birthday parties. 
<laughs> you know, the thing about adulting, Lori, yeah. is that I feel like, I mean, you know me. We've gone through it together. I had no kids. I wasn't married when I met you. And yeah. then I got married and then I had kids and I was in the thick of it. But I think of fun as being the escape from your regular daily stressors. And like, you know, for me, I, well, a lot of the way I have fun is either going out or traveling. You know, I like right. to do that or or stuff like that. But going I don't think out of it of, the same way. No, I know. But breaking away from your stressors that you are always stuff that you have to for, do. Yes. And focusing on enjoying the moment that that's kind of how because well, I always I, I feel like one of the things that was so fun about when I was full-time parenting was my kids were involved in fun activities and I always had fun at them. They were fun. Yeah. You know, I'd always find something well, fun. Well, this isn't a parenting thing. So, no, I know. Yeah. Well, you said. Just adulting. You said uh, yeah, I just full-time said, adulting and parenting zaps the fun out of things. I think for it's a 60% of people say that takes the fun out. Maybe the other 40% are having an enjoyable moment. But let's say your kids are two and three. Well, but Lori, I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, fun. there might not it's be as many. Fun. It's fun, you know, but there's you have a lot more. I I hear what the study is saying. It's, I, I, I would. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'd much rather be at a water park than dealing with my moody teen. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. With you. I, I, seriously, because when they're little and they smile, yeah, they're cool, and everything, everything you do is like you're a superhero. And then oh, you get older, and like, why'd you cook that? Why, yeah. why are you looking like that? It's Monday. Why is they it make Monday? You smile. Yeah. Well, we're still spending, you know, we st- spend about $303 a month on fun activities. But a lot of people say some of the fun they can't have that they're having boredom from is because the money is going to uh, the, the adulting <laughs> going things. to the adulting things. That's where I think this is really coming from. You might not have the money. Some people just don't want to wait. Or yeah, you might not have no the money, money to enjoy it. You, I it costs like, money. I, think, oh, yes. I, I mean, I can't believe, like, how I'm do not- people go, families go to some of these like a twins game or you know it's you don't yeah you don't i i i don't know man i like paying my bills yeah exactly. <laughs> just because i've i remember how college was and just oh. not being able to stuff in the ends mm. was not meeting at all so i'm always like oh i got money and i got 25 dollars for a little hot dog afterwards yeah, so maybe our 131 days of boredom a year if this is about the average those are the days that we just have to are getting things done so yeah. we can have fun all the other days i hear you i, hear, I can you see that there are definitely you some know? elements to adulting that I'm like. Argh. Yeah, you got to do it though if you want to have the have fun. To. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that seems like a duck. I, like the fact see, that I have I to think, drive yeah. to work. I wish we could teleport. Why haven't we figured oh, that out I yet? Know. Oh, no, I know. I like to like drive. I really am not ready to do that yet. But the thing I think about this study is that I feel like we've had 131 days of gray skies and gloominess. Yeah. And I think that zaps away the fun. Yeah, the fun. I agree. To me, weather is more zapping the fun than the stage of my life with the people well that that, is that's fair that's fair and particularly if you live in a state that has the four seasons you but we never experienced it it before it was always sunny it was colder than crap but i would always say to people oh but it's always sunny yeah Global warming is not my friend. No, I know it. <laughs> I don't Julia. like the gray skies because that zaps all my energy. Uh, Isn't that like scientifically proven that affects your mood? Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. Trust me, if anyone listened to me in March, oh, and April, and May, <laughs> I tried so hard to hide it, but boy, it was no, a struggle. It was very difficult. It was a struggle. It was very okay. How about this? Okay. Is this a study of death? A quarter of people that's that's, a survey of tw- 2,000 people, 2,000 <laughs> people, okay, 22%, they would rather travel by themselves and take a vacation alone than travel with somebody else. 
Does this surprise you? Okay, so people are leaving their friends and family at home to have a fun vacation. They well, don't tell you the age group or anything? Like that? No, they didn't. They just, uh, it was like, uh, feel they feel that sometimes traveling with another person holds them back on a trip. You feel more spontaneous. You're traveling alone. You'll exit your comfort zone. I could see You're that. You're looking for romance. On a trip, uh, and really, I like. All right, here's what I yeah. like to do alone. I like to drive alone. Oh yeah. yes, yes. I, I I love road trips. Yes, so all by yourself. Yes. I oh, I would because I can stop and go to the bathroom when I want. It's like I meditation get, too. It, it, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. I absolutely love a road trip so by myself. You by yourself, because then you're on your agenda, and mm. you are not going to have to do. Because the number one thing people can't stand is that you don't have the spontaneity, uh, the freedom you, to the be freedom spontane. to do whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, and yeah. when you travel alone, whatever it might be, that's admirable. Like okay, driving yes, but like traveling on a plane, that's admirable. That seems scary to me to travel to like a whole different country we, by yourself. Well, we're not talking a different country. I, okay, I, well, I spent yeah. I spent ten days in Paris by myself really? on, on a business trip by myself. I went to Iceland by myself. Yeah, it's Ooh, kind of exciting. Yeah. I we Lori and I were in travel business. We were in the so travel we traveled business. alone all the time. But I will admit, I mean, I, I you the, get lonely. I did go to a disco, um, and I was like, "Is this going to be lonely? Is this going to be weird for me?" <laughs> right? No, no, I just uh, just uh, did like the French, and I danced in front of a mirror and looked new, at myself. I got a new bucket and, list item and danced with myself. <laughs> And, then and I just did what the French, French were doing. No, I looked all, in myself in the mirror. They were all I dancing my scarf tight in front of the, in these in this whole <laughs> disco place or this club. And Lori, mm-hmm. Lori's danced for Prince before, so yeah. she's she's used I'm to dancing for an audience. She doesn't care. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> there you go. So people like traveling by themselves, hmm. and two and five people hope to make a love connection. Well, if you're at that stage of your life, why not? Yeah, that could be at any stage. That was life. never, I never wanted to go out of town like Ooh. when I'm like this last round of being single. Yeah. You know, to make a love connection because I just, I mean, ah. we tried. I seem to recall. Well, I know, but I mean, never on purpose, <laughs> but different. I was with you. I mean, I never went by myself. I'm going to go to New York this weekend to get lucky. No, yeah, That's yeah, yeah. That's what we're what talking about here. Yes. I never, no. <laughs> yeah, all right, I hear you. I'll go with you to L.A. Yeah, all right, here's one. Now, this we don't have time for it. And I'm glad because I've heard everybody, every show talk about this. But I gave it today. to you yesterday. I know. We were on top of it before we'll anyone wait knew. Wait until it gets to be old news and then we'll reintroduce it like it's a new study. I love that. Okay? <laughs> I that way we love don't that. that way our people don't have to hear any repeat, you know, verbiage. That's on our so, show Lori, at the you, end of the day you are taking care of the people you really are am. always thinking about the listener this is why you're so fantastic <laughs> i love the snort all right listen we come back <laughs> there's so many other we things okay keep your hands on the wheels yes. people keep them on the wheel don't be doing the hand jive right now okay. i'm excited for this two nights thursday night at chs stadium our grease sing-along Come one, come all. I'm very curious to see what the crowd is going to look like. It's going to be chick-centric, I think. Well, it'll be, yeah. yeah. yeah what's new? Think? Yeah, what's new? Right? I mean, this will differ from our crowd yeah, in which like way? I know it. We like it. We like it. We like okay, our women. So, uh, Holly posted for us, you know, the Michelle Obama Team USA versus Team UK 
um, the dodgeball thing. We posted yep. that. That's a very cute video. Very. Also, Duchess Kate, the first day of the Royal Ascot, uh, she is wearing an Edwardian blue dress. The Queen, I think, issued a memo because everybody in the Royal family except Camilla had some shade of blue on today. And the queen was there. She was there. Well, she, all right, let me just tell you something. I mean, May and June are the biggest time for the royal families, Julia, because of the royal garden parties, Trooping the Color, Order of the Garter, Horse Shows, and Royal Ascot. It's a lot going on. It really um, is. So, um, but this, it's an Ellie Saab look, and her hat is Phil, Philip Treaky. But maybe she's excited about Downton Abbey when I look at this dress. I thought she looked pretty. No, I know, but it's very Edwardian, Downton Abbey-ish. But that stuff's back in, all the full sleeves and everything. I thought she looked cute. The placebo, the little... Um, Well, let me just tell you, so... um, You'd never wear that. What's her name? The blonde who does the 9 o'clock hour on NBC. Um, Anyway, she's going to cover cover the royal... um, Jenna Bush Hager? No, the other one. The 9 o'clock. Short hair, Dylan. Oh, Dylan. Dylan. She's going to cover... Cover the royal ascot this weekend. Yes, and they don't call like it. It's spelled. It, they don't call it ascot. Ask- it's ask ascot. It's yeah. like they put a K in there. Yeah. And she said it's a five day event. Right. It is as if the Kentucky Derby and a royal wedding had a baby. Oh That's my word! How fantastically over the top. I love looking at the outfits. It yeah. just brings me joy to look at the hats these women true, wear. It's true. It's I just love that thought of the Kentucky Derby because we know how over the top people get there but and a royal wedding and at the same wedding, time yeah. in one. The, the Queen, this is her favorite event of the year. She's been there for 72 years oh in a row. Um, but do you think she told everyone to wear blue? She has lavender on, Lori. Okay, but so that's she, a shade of blue the way it photographed. Anyway. Well, no, no. I think right. people just it just happens. It just happens, all and right. this is and so she um, every day you're going to see if you were at the Royal Ascot, you would see four car- carriages come with four passengers in each, and they're all royal. The queen is always in the first one. And they come in first. At 9 o'clock. At the gates, right when they open. Yes, and then there's this royal parade. I mean, it really is over the top. I love it that Dylan is going to cover that. I know she is. We're going to get some coverage. I think it's going to be fun. And And also, the the Netherlands king and queen were there. Yes, they were. Super fancy. Very fancy. They're having a few days of nice British royal society. I think so. And Downton Abbey put out a trailer for their movie... Another and, one? Um, Another yes. one? Oh, gosh. No, a movie. We haven't had a movie. Yeah, we have. We haven't had a Downton Abbey movie. We have. We have? Yep. I think you were gone. We did. I think it was when you were in Las Vegas. We've had the movie trailer. Well, no, I with the trailer that came out a month ago, the right. big long trailer. But there's another trailer and a poster with it showing us a little bit more detail. Oh, okay. And uh, Lady Edith. Is the the poster child? You know the one that marries homely, quote unquote, little other sister. Yeah, she's in um, Spanish Princess on reels or not reels? Uh, the stars, stars. But anyway, yes. I don't know. It kind of looks good. Edith looks amazing. I can't wait to see it. It just looks delicious. I mean, and it takes place in the flapper era. So I know it's, it jumps forward. I don't know to the twenties. Twenties. Mm-hmm. And then remember, she found the nice guy, and he ended up being the fancy pants Scottish title with the bigger castle than uh, Downton. I don't remember that part yeah, of that's it. that's how it ended. All right, that's going to happen. Yeah, remember? She met the guy yeah. in London. 
Anyway, what else do we know? Lizzo, Lizzo, Lizzo was everywhere last night. Uh, Lisa Vanderpump was on RuPaul's show yesterday, his test talk show. He's yeah. doing in like eight cities. You know what she told him? She said to RuPaul, it was her brother's suicide was the catalyst for leaving the show. It was the time I was floundering. I didn't want to talk about what happened with my brother. And Andy Cohen told her, I wish I'd had you take a year off. Yeah, no kidding. She just said... Because she wasn't herself from day one. Everything cut her the wrong way. She was sharp. Yes. She was just, you know, and people do need time off, and no one will notice it in the moment because we've got... We've got got advertisers to pay. We got to keep on the air. We got to do this. The show started two months after her brother. Yeah, she seemed distraught from the beginning. Yeah, and so she told RuPaul, and he was very gracious. And he's a wonderful talk show host. Oh, he's so delicious as a person. He really is. I love hearing him. He really is. He's wonderful, isn't he? Yeah, we like him. It's on at eight o'clock at night in this market. Have you checked it out, Tony? No, I haven't. I'm listening, but I do love RuPaul. Yeah, no, there's only like one more week of it. Here Wait, in this market, it was like, you know, a oh, test. testing it all. Oh. testing it. So I think it's on, um, might be Fox. I think it is. I think but it is. At 8 o'clock tonight. So I just kind of, I just threw it on the DVR. That wasn't causing me DVR stress, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, sometimes in the morning I get up with DVR stress because I've taped every, not every talk show. And every morning talk And show. every morning Same. show. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you know, and. Then I'm just like, okay, I'm not watching that. I'm watching the, you know, right. look and see who the guests are. Oh, I know. Lori. Ellen and Dr. Phil, all those people are already on their summer break. And Wendy Williams is walking around in New York, letting herself get papped by the paparazzi. She is signaling old Kevin that she's, uh, you know, not going to be afraid of him. I, otherwise, why else would she do these? No, that's the only All reason. these paparazzi yeah, That's the only reason. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's out there, and I don't know what is going on with her legs, but I'm worried about how much salt she had this weekend. <laughs> when I look at, at, the, at the photos of Wendy. <laughs> Did you hear what she just I said? exactly what she said. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, she does talk about laying in bed and eating her snacks. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Listen, you got to prop yourself up with a pillow if you're going to have that much salt in bed. I can't. There's rules to this snacking thing. I can't. <laughs> You can't be just dipping your, you know. I can't believe you said that, but I love you for it. Oh, thank you, Julia. (laughs) I love, (laughs) you know. But she doesn't get any breaks in the tabloid. Wendy Williams enjoys shopping with her new bow and convicted felon. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, they have to put it in there. Mark Tomlin. I mean, but she knows what it is. That's what she does. And, And she is signaling to... Kevin, we've been following, we've been worried about Wendy for a solid six months. Mm-hmm. A year. A year. Yeah. We, we were like really worried he was like putting something in her teeth. Mm-hmm. We don't trust him at all. At all. Ever since the Daily Mail a year ago had the photos of yeah. him with the mistress. Mm-hmm. We're like, God, get out. Mm-hmm. No, Julia, look at her legs. Those are salty leg snacks. <laughs> salty. Salties. <laughs> I can't, Lori, I can't. Stop it. Um, what and do you then, say about my legs? No, I don't say anything She's about She's had a legs. salty snack. No, listen, I am the puffy-footed wonder. I've taken <laughs> pictures of my feet in cities on airplanes. You should see how swollen my legs get. Jessica Simpson has nothing on my swollen feet. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Sani, thanks so much. Thanks. Have a great night. We'll see you back here on Thursday, right? All right, Julia, we'll see you tomorrow.